Hello and welcome to the second Gamescom X special Aganza. Oh, we are yeah. live from the Caribbean. Yeah, that's the <laughs> joke I was going to make, and you took it from me. Yeah, we're just having a, a nice cold cold shot after the second day of Gamescom. It's been a, it's been a tough one. And uh, we're now sitting next to the, the beautiful Black Cathedral, which was, of it's course... a bloody big cathedral, isn't it? It was crafted by Dracula cathedral. Yeah. Yeah. and Batman. They worked in 1772. It's it. collaboration. Yeah, yeah. And we're just having a beer and there's some drums. Yeah, my name's Matt Lees. I'm joined by Steve Burns. Hello. Chris Bratz. Hiya. And Simon Miller. Hello. I'd like to point out, as a few people asked me on Twitter, I've obviously slept now. I wasn't staying up. I wasn't staying up for fun. I genuinely had to. So yes, I've slept now. You feel like a new man. A little bit, yeah. My we'll get you hurts, but, but right, so second day, what we've actually seen some games today. Mm-hmm. Quite a lot today, actually. Yeah. What have you seen, Miller? Uh, anything? Well, I, mean, I saw Broken Sword Five this morning, which I don't think we need to touch on massively. But I would like to say, if you like those games and you like point-and-click games, it's actually really nice. I'm just thinking about <laughs> touch, really... touching on, t- massively touching on your Broken Sword. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really, really nice. And if you kickstart it or you're interested in like proper old-school classic point-and-click, sure. it's really good. Um, other than that, like, sort of big things, quite and quite. I saw, I saw Batman: Arkham Origins. Which again, oh, I'm not, not going to go into it too much because I've gone up on it about a lot in other podcasts yep. and on the site, and it's just it's the same. You almost like, love Batman so much that I'm not sure I trust any. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, but that's true. But also, the reason I don't want to go on about Origins <laughs> is because I want to go on about Blackgate instead, which is okay. the handheld version. Uh, it's the first time I've played it. I don't it's know. It's on Vita. It's on Vita, iOS, 3DS. 3DS. Nice. I think that's it. Probably Android as well, I would assume. But it's fantastic. Like, it's fantastic because it's a 2.5D platformer wow. in the sense that obviously it's 2D back and forth. But when you grapple, you can grapple into the background and the mm. foreground and stuff. So that's pretty cool. That's cool. But it's exactly the same. So it's still got the same combat. It's still got that rhythmic combat. You still got your um, your uh, your counters, counters on yeah. the, exactly the same buttons. So you don't even have to look. I played it on Vita. But the best thing about it is in combat, your enemies. Because obviously you think, well, how am I going to do that if they're just sort of closing in on me like yeah. a gate yeah. or a garage door closing? But it's not because they can exist within the 3D around you. Ah. So they will come at you from all angles. And it's the same. You still got to time <laughs> your time your. Um... That's smart. Oh, it's excellent. It's so good. And the it's, whole it's... 2.5D thing is really hot at the moment, isn't it? I, it looks so good on the Vita as well. Like that screen just makes it. it I mean, if you had told me this was a console game shrunk down, I would. Because they're making a Mirror of Fate, the 3DS game. They're making the same people. Well, it's rumored that the guys. No, not the same people. It's rumored that I read this yesterday that they're making a Castlevania. Lord's Shadow special edition which comes with a HD version of Mirror of Fate which was the 3DS yeah, yeah, yeah. side scroll that was apparently really good it was supposed to be good yeah. so that's still a rumour Rayman, Rayman Legends has just come out so yeah it's going to be a yeah. tricky old time speaking of Lords of Shadow saw that today yeah, I saw that is it the same demo where uh, do you do the tutorial where some blokes come into your castle and you're like, fuck you guys, and then you eat them and then you go out and climb a big wooden thing? <laughs> no, it is not, apparently. No, no. It is not, unfortunately, oh. because that sounds like a better demo. What demo did you play? Um, I didn't play it, it was, uh, it was hands-off, but um, it was a demo that they said was showcasing the combat more than the E3 demo, which was, um, they just, apparently they stripped it down because they wanted people to just get through the demo, but now it's hands-off. They've changed their combo system, so uh, now it's not like you just hack and slash and hack and slash and then you kind of get like a DMC side S through D ranking or anything like sure. that. Um, now when you you get experience in combat and then you can use that experience to buy combos and then when you use those combos enough you master them and they buff the weapon you used it with so it all feeds back into one another. So rather than having just one weapon that you really want to use uh, all the time you have to go wait well, apparently you have to use a lot. But it's like cool. an action game then. 
It did, like, a little bit, like, well, it is crying. an action game. Like, definitely. It is, really, yeah, I guess it the is. The original yeah. Lords of Shadow like, had some platforming bits, but it was definitely. Of course, you're right, game. yeah. See, I always see it as more of a, like, hack and slash, but it's not. It was more of an action was, game, you're right. I didn't play a lot of quality, it. that game. Yeah. I'm not surprised, and we talked about this a lot, so we won't again, but that's one of those funny games where it really does its best for the first couple of hours to convince yeah. you that it's a rubbish game. And then suddenly <laughs> you just go, holy <laughs> fuck, this is one of the best games I've played in years. Well, Sorry, just one last thing on that. I did ask them, I said, you must be under a bit more pressure now than last time, because everyone thought it was just going to be rubbish. And now it was really good, and this looks really good. <laughs> now, yeah. and they went, and uh, the uh, Konami rep just went, yeah, actually, we feel really vindicated. So, yeah, I was yes. like, it's good. It's nice. nice. Get you. Look at you, all grown up. <laughs> Uh, well, I've seen a bunch of stuff today, actually. Actually, I'm not sure I've seen two things, but uh, it felt like a bunch of stuff because they were so both good. really good. Right. Um, I saw XCOM, Enemy Within. within, within. Yes, which it. is an expansion to Enemy Unknown. It annoys me that it's called Enemy Within because it, it means I just want to go Enemy Unknown. And yeah, I don't. Yeah. But it's expansion to Enemy Unknown, right? It is. On console or just on PC? An expansion. Well, apparently there's some controversy Yeah, this around. is the weird thing, isn't it? Apparently on the console, uh, there's not going to be any way to buy it as an expansion, so you're going to have to buy it as game of the year edition or something. Yeah, depending on how Dragon's Dogma did with uh, Dark Horizon, I guess. Well, it depends how much they bring out for. Can't they just bring out like, like 20 quid or something? I mean, yeah, maybe they will. I don't know. And that would actually make sense if they launched it alongside the iPad version and did the whole mm. thing again. They make tons of money it on it. Like so. It seems like a more complicated way to do it than I would have expected, though. Yeah, it is. Can you not download it from, like, Marketplace or no, PSN or something like that? No, that, apparently that's, not. That's what the story how is at the moment, anyway. I mean, come out and... Yeah, they may Maybe change that's an that, infrastructure yeah. on one of the con or both the consoles. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. But it's, it's really interesting actually because obviously I did. I was talking about this actually. I was alluding to this on the podcast we did last week about my most exciting thing for Gamescom because I knew we obviously knew about this. I did a little bit about it today, mm -hmm. yeah. and I'm well excited because I love XCOM. And I think it's a really nice bit of work in the fact that a lot of people would have expected them to go for. Uh, the underwater stuff that XCOM's original sort of sequel yeah. thing did. And they still might do that, I Terror guess. Of the Deep, if they, do a, they might do a Terror of the Deep sequel. But anyway, what they've done is they've done a really classic Firaxis thing of instead of trying to add like a massive new chunk of story or something, mm -hmm. they've taken a really good system, which is XCOM the game, that's got a lot of replay value, and they've added layers to yeah. it. So it's the idea that rather than going and playing a new mission, and I'm sure there will be new missions within it, it'll be more that it will add more replay value yeah, to the actual to game. To be fair, that, that is what fans have kind of asked for because their, uh, their first um, DLC for it, I forgot what it was called actually, but it added three new council missions and it just, I can see why they thought that would be good at DLC, but it just didn't it work. Enough, you, you yeah. didn't, it wasn't the reason that you go back and play through XCOM. And no. yet when they brought um, a free DLC out called uh, the Second Wave Options or whatever they were called, um, that was it. Like, the perfect. fact that you could change how the systems work was the reason I went back and played it. It wasn't new missions, it was messing around with how like flanking works. Yeah, and that's yeah. what XCOM fans so are So it's not like. new missions, this one? Well, this they're is... not talking about everything yet, and I get the impression there will be some new missions. Right. What it does is it adds about 47 new maps, which basically means like you've it's got a lot more variation, yeah. because that was a big fault with the original game. You, when you got half of the game, you'd seen all the maps. Yeah, and stuff yeah it gets a bit yeah. boring. Yeah. They've also added this thing called meld, which basically means that, and this will go into all the old maps as well, it means they'll be randomly placed within the map and they'll be on timers. So I'll encourage you, if you play the game very safely and just very gradually progress, yeah. then you won't be able to get the meld because 
you'll need to kind of be a bit more ballsy. Is Meld a resource or? Meld is a new resource. So instead of having things that cost more money, they've kind of made it so that this uh, gene modification things you can do yeah. and the mechs you can do, because basically that's what you can do. You can genetically modify soldiers to give them cool abilities and you can make mech soldiers. You can chop their arms off and make them into mechs, right? Don't, don't they replace their arms with like... I think they do, but the mechs limbs. are kind of pretty cool. Oh, they look awesome. But yeah. the mechs can do awesome stuff. Like actually what's nice about it is these cool things aren't just little toys. They've actually had a lot of new functionality. So the mechs you can turn into like moving bits of cover so they can actually uh, hunker down and become okay, cover for other men. And you've got lots of other awesome stuff. They've added loads of new equipment, like different types of grenades. They've got a new needle grenade that when you throw it, it doesn't just hurt everything within the radius. It hurts all the stuff dependent on cover. So actually, kind of very cleverly used all this stuff. That's a car. <laughs> that guy's dead now. That guy's, that guy's dead. dead. Get me his plate numbers, I'll find him tonight. <laughs> uh, but they're basically, it feels like they've actually kind of finished the game a little bit. Yeah. Like, in the original XCOM, you could shoot at cover to destroy it if you mm -hmm. wanted to. If you're like, well, I know there's a fucking alien yeah, behind yeah. that wall. You could purposefully aim at that. And that, that did happen in Enemy Unknown, but you could Only control it. Only with explosives. It. And, and well, it, sometimes when you shoot at a car, yeah. something behind the car, you'd hit it, but you couldn't choose to hit the but car. But this now with the mechs, they, the miniguns, it kind of makes sense that literally you can, you can shoot just, wherever you want. You much. can choose to shoot cover. It, it's really smart. I was worried that it would just be a bunch of toys, but actually it seems like a really nice expansion of the fact that it fundamentally changes the way the game played, but yeah. in ways that kind of feel like they are actually just improving yeah. it. That makes um, sense. But we'll do we'll do a, probably a, an extended thing, a preview next week on the website. So keep an eye on the website. It'll be either a video or I'll write something, but um, definitely do some stuff on that because it's pretty cool. That's awesome. What have you seen today, Brett? Uh, I started off pretty pretty uh, big actually. I went to see Battlefield Four this morning, Whoa. and um, do you yeah, believe big boots. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a video up uh, tomorrow. That was a little bit of a hassle, unfortunately, in the end. But yeah, it's just very very fun. It's was it multiplayer played? Yeah, played uh, six four people on the new. Um, the, oh, I forgot what the map's actually called. My memory's terrible today. Yeah. It's the, the water-based map where, as you... Paracel Storm. That's it, yeah. I've got a terrible memory, but I could do that. As you, as you play through it, um, the, the weather changes and this kind of... Uh, the calm water that you're on gets so really choppy. Set and the scene, you begin on this beautiful beach with the marimba drums. Well, actually... Yeah. You, you, the one we're on now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hot right now. And actually, you jump out um, out of a helicopter and, no. like, quickly try and uh, parachute before hitting the ground and killing yourself in front Sweet. of everyone, which would have been immersing. That's cool. Um, but, yeah, but just... It was, they're talking about this whole dynamic events thing, and... Yeah. Unfortunately, I would have liked to actually play that Shanghai mission which they've shown with the skyscrapers because sure. that is very much controlled by the players. The players can destroy the skyscrapers. Whereas in this map, um, it was the weather that changed and the water goes crazy to huge waves, but that seems to happen at about the same time every like time. Like a you wave play machine it. in Pretty a pool much. and you it's get crazy, caught but, and drowned. But you're on like a, a, a small jet ski that's quite hard to control sometimes, and these waves are pretty like. Uh, Pretty wavy. Yeah, pretty wavy. Pretty yeah. wavy, and you feel like you just kind of get carried away with it. I'm getting um, really distracted by the fact that, that guy on the Marimbas has really started to phone it in. <laughs> like, he's got to raise his game. Like, that was rubbish. But yeah, it's uh, it's more Battlefield, it's prettier Battlefield, and it's the, the stuff they are talking about with the kind of changing maps just sounds exactly what I guess we all want to see want. the proof of the pudding, though. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, that, it's that thing about the skyscraper. Yeah. You're like, I want to be Can in the skyscraper yeah. when it's collapsed. But like, my, my concern and the reason I would have liked to play that map is I wonder if it'll just become like a default, almost like with the map I played, that every time you play that map, that skyscraper goes down. Like, because players are going to want to do that, and there's always going to yeah. be... Yeah, and I wonder how, how many ways it can fall and stuff yeah. like that. Hopefully once that novelty wears off and people start sort of taking advantage of the tactical side of things, that will happen when it needs to happen. Yeah, but it's going to take some serious will. will 
power not to bring down I like the idea that it will take a bit of doing though like yeah. it will be the sort of thing where if you'll you see someone doing up, it it will take them like maybe a minute of, of just one tank it's, firing yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seems like you need to take out the structure of it inside uh, at least that's what they showed on the trailer uh, yeah, taking out, out the, the support pillars because I remember like even basic stuff on Battlefield like on Bad Company or something I love the way you could just perch a tank on a hill miles away and then after a couple of shots to kind of get your eye <laughs> you could just very gradually bombard so I had a little to point house out he started playing under the sea I just have to let you know the steel drum man is playing under the sea right sorry. that's more like it you said he's going to be playing the commando thing yeah. that came on topical yeah. uh, but I think that's, that's it for me it's, it's how because Battlefield to me is always better when you play with your mates anyway when you go and it's, I never get 64 I'm not going to lie I have 63 friends yeah. but um, I don't think anyone does you know, so maybe the, the, the kind of would be more entertaining like that but I still think you know the maps they've shown seem for lack of a better term cool yeah they, exactly yeah. they are just cool things to yeah. play around with and yeah, yeah. Well, I think I honestly think that Battlefield is the daddy of emergent gaming. Yeah. And I think I was playing Bad Company That, that is so on the box now, Matt. You, that's on the box. It's a bit too wanky to be on the box. Uh, but the daddy of gaming? The daddy of gaming. Yeah. That's, that, you see, the daddy yeah. of gaming is the box quote. Yeah. Daddy of emergent gaming is more accurate, though. Just because I remember having those moments where you see a Jeep coming towards you, you duck, and it literally goes over your head just, and you're like, you know that if you hadn't ducked, you'd be dead. And, yeah. and then you, turn, so you stand up and fire a rocket, it blows up, the Jeep then crashes with the explosion into a wall which blows up the building and, the, the and you just go holy fuck this is yeah. video games and the fact that you know, you know it's all the players as well that first yeah. time you play Battlefield 3 somebody and else has a story it just goes going crazy past you crashes into something and that was a dude you, you know yeah. that's another player <laughs> somebody else has that same that. story I saw that yeah and that I mean that's why I'm excited about this it was, it was that little bit of that trailer because they were all like oh look here's a big ship crashing in something here's some stuff here's some that ship weather. screwed me over so badly by the way so badly it, it crashed into you, you know, I can't crash into it but I mean <laughs> of course he did I'm looking forward to seeing this I'm looking forward to seeing this oh yeah we recorded it as well haven't we so we had yeah. to say I'm excited now yeah. now nah, I'm excited because it's funny because you went and recorded it and then there was no audio on the file so you had to go Cheers. back again oh, we'll, we'll talk about this in more detail tomorrow oh, okay. but the first time I played it played I, was, amazingly. I, was, I was the best player in the game oh. I was 64 players I was the best player well, and then put it up as like a Brat highlight reel second, yeah, if you don't like audio but love yeah. me being no, great his Brat is playing well at Battlefield you listen to the actual you could just put shit maybe what we could do is we could go through that and find <laughs> some of your greatest moments and do what we did with the XCOM video of me and yeah. you just make this do, do, sound do, effects. Do, do, do. Okay, yeah. so you, you find your best bit, your yeah. best minute, okay. and then we'll put that on the end of the video as a, as a bonus yes, feature. Because I know the comments will just be horrible like otherwise. Extras. Yeah, excellent. That's a good idea. I like that. I uh, do. Oh, sorry, go on. Well, I was going to say, just because we were on the sort of on the topic of box quotes, uh, I played, I would not have played, but I saw The Witcher 3 today. Yeah, I'll talk about that first. I'll talk and, about that. And, I mean, like, I, if they want it, they can bloody have this one. I think The Witcher 3 is the game that Skyrim pretends to be. Oh, oh pretends. that would be shot fired, though, on the Fox just frankly calling out your rival, saying... What did you see? So you saw an hour demo, I saw it? the hour demo. I saw the same thing that Chris yeah. saw at E3. And I knew that was going to be the case, but I was just like, you know what? Most most games, you go, what, you're going to show us the same demo again? Screw you, I'm not coming to that. But with this game, I'm like, I just want to see it. Yeah. I want to see it with my own eyes. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't... I wasn't, you know... I was, I was going to find out. The only word coming to my brain is depressed. <laughs> I wasn't depressed. I wasn't depressed. So I'll just go with that. That's still a disappointment. Yeah, yeah, you are. That's there the fucker. Um, but you know, it was amazing. I love the way that when they're walking around this incredible, lush, incredible open world, they go, I was still in pre alpha, but you know, it looks pretty nice. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's incredible it does look looking pretty game, nice. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not. It's not quite incredible looking yet. Okay. Like, when you're just in the open world uh, on the standard settings, when they ha aren't doing anything dramatic with it, it looks nice, but it doesn't look mind-blowing. Okay. And I think when they actually get towards close to release, it, you just yeah. sort of think, this is early, 
when they've actually added the fine lacquer of effects and mm. grading and stuff, this game is going to look the tit. Um, but it just impressed me so much, just in the fact that it was basically it had the same element of like The Witcher Two yeah. in terms of like you know, oh, I turn this village, some stuff going on. You go into yeah. the woods, that, that you learn about the creatures, yeah. you hunt this monster. Yeah, you said that about that depth that it's got, where it's just more than go hack some, yeah, hack that, some things. And to that's do. what that's kind of the concern is that when, when you go open world, you lose that. And they're trying to show so far, and we've both seen that demo that that kind of village and that little ecosystem surrounding that village is exactly the same. as I what was you'd really worried when there was a bit. Too. When he saw some like bandits outside this dude's house banging on the door, and you he rode over and got over and basically just attacked these bandits and killed them, and yeah. then knocked on the door, and the guy said, "Oh, thanks for that." I was so worried. I was like, "Oh, don't do the bloody GTA or Red Dead thing of just having like village people yeah. who they go, thank you for saving me, bye," <laughs> and then you like see that five times throughout the yeah. game. You're like, "Oh, fuck off!" But then it had some specific dialogue about the fact that those men had come from this guy, and it's like, yes, they've actually made it. So even these little random encounters yeah. are all unique to an extent that they will affect the game, and they will actually they're actually like linked to things, it's not just like, "Oh no, bandits!" Yeah. It's like these are bandits from this place. You've killed them, which means their leader is going to have a problem with you and that might cause you problems down the line and it's just like yeah that's baby. nice isn't it that is I, I see what you mean that actually has an effect on your world I guess whereas Skyrim is very much predetermined in that sense like well, it just it, has some wonderful surprises like he's having this fight with this giant beast that's basically like a cross between a, a stag and a werewolf ah so you did see that as yeah. well it's yeah. same demo same yeah. demo and I get it's a demo and they you know I prefer a werestag Westag. Yeah, probably. But it's, it's the fact that it's like this nasty <laughs> creature and he draws it out into the open. And, uh, but it has this move where it kind of like its eye glows and then suddenly it's like blackout yeah. and you can't see anything. And the idea is that you, the guy demoing it, he uses a fire spell to set it on fire because that's the only way you can see it because it's literally just black and you can't see anything. But it's almost like you're in the nether realm or something. Yeah. And it's just the art direction. It's just like, it happens out of nowhere. Suddenly it's like, boom, you did, can't see a thing. And it's like, this is fucking yeah, crazy. Cool. I just after that, did, did that beast like disappear and then a side quest pops up yeah. to go? We, we did go on the same day. Oh, it's the same we day. went on the same yeah, we day. We on the same yeah. day, I know. But it was just, it really impressed me. And I love the way that they had a thing of, they didn't do the thing that the games do with quests of like, after you finish one quest, somebody stands there with an exclamation mark above their head and then talks to them and go, oh, Hello again. You know that son of mine you saved? Well, he's disappeared again. Yeah. Do you want to go down a, a, a slightly more dangerous cave? Yeah. Uh, it does this thing of like, you know, you, you finish a main quest and then something happens that basically means you can then ignore that and carry on with the main quest. Or if something's happened as a result of the thing you're doing, it will open up a side quest. But the side quest won't go new side quest. It will literally just be like, Ah, oh, some shit's going on over there. Maybe I can check get involved. Yeah. But it makes the wonderful thing about the Witcher is his character makes anything you do make sense. He's he's not black and white, but he's not good or evil. He's got a thread running through him though. He's got yeah, a thread, yeah, yeah. but it means that you know it kind of makes sense him going checking out. But equally, it makes sense him going. I don't yeah, leave it. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. Although they don't they don't always stick to this. The idea of the Witcher as a character is he's supposed to. Um, Supposed to be, he's, he's a businessman almost. Like he'll, yeah. he'll he will slay your monsters and save your village, but he expects a payment. It's like the Pied Piper, right? Exactly. Yeah. Pied Piper gets a lot of bad press for stealing all those children, and leading them to their death. But However, he got screwed over in the first place. Exactly. But I, I say live what? in that town as well. Trust me, they pay their paying their dues these days, boys. I tell you what, they didn't want to. They didn't want to go into the. <laughs> all of that's true. I did used to live in that town. Yeah. Yeah. Were you the Pied Piper? No comment. Bye. Oh, I've gone into the Daily Mail. Pushing you three, we're back on the hunt. Anyway, uh, 
That was inappropriate. Did you just accuse me of being. <laughs> I think I did. Yeah. yeah. It's all in a jest, though, so it's fine. Speaking of jokes. Stop playing the music! We need the Little Mermaid songs! Speaking of games that played at E3 and they, you know, they're back here now. Uh, and that they made big impressions for Some wonderful Good Oriel. Some going on in this podcast. Uh, yeah, just most of them to my lawyer. Um, beyond. So, uh, behind closed doors, beyond, David Cage was there. Now, usually, David Cage comes out of a load of old guff. Like, it's ridiculous. And today, he was kind of doing the same thing. But, as Matt said earlier, do believe that after what happened at E3 with that Somalia demo... It was terrible. It was terrible. There's no choice was, about it. That's how the he opened his, level. his piece. He just said, look... I was surprised by the reaction, but then I wasn't surprised. And then he had a justification for the game, which I won't say here in case you just want to stay fresh for the game. Yeah. But um, it's nothing major. It, it felt half like a good reason and a little bit like a cop-out. And you couldn't really tell. We won't be able to know until we play it. But Beyond looks much improved. Yeah. Much, much improved. I hope so. I, I played the Somalia demo back in um, it uh, sounded awful. And it, it, well, it was just the complete lack of context for me. Um, well, that's true. I didn't have a clue what was going on. There was some magical spirit that was helping me out. <laughs> and <laughs> I was so with bad. this Somalian child who I had no emotional attachment to because I'd only just met him. Yeah. I honestly think at the moment that E3 is one of the most damaging influences for games because of the fact that I, yesterday I couldn't quite put my finger on it, right? But we said this yesterday on the podcast yeah. of just being like, all the games I saw at E3 and walked away from feeling cold, Titanfall, I've now seen again and gone, holy fuck, that looks awesome. Yeah. And I think it's because E3 is a filter which forces games to be shown through such a narrow lens that everything comes out looking the same just because it's so, like, money men involved. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, you've got a bit in your game where it's got, like, military dudes in it? Oh, we'll dude, show that yeah, bit. Yeah, that is really well, well. It's, funny, it's yeah. funny you say that because... I'm going to record with this now, and I'm very worried about this. <laughs> but it's the same kind of thing. I saw Dying Light, you know, to Tickland. I've never been a Dead Island fan, not for me, not interested. But I did the Warner Brothers stuff today. So to, you didn't like that E3 at all, I thought it was right? terrible. There is only show it to me, I thought it looked absolute dog. Like, it looked, like Dead Island, but just... With no, worse. Not necessarily worse, <laughs> no, but just, it just looked no, like Dead no, Island. So I was like, where is my USP for this? Why has Warner Brothers signed this up? Like, yeah. I do not understand. But today, when I, as I said, do you, want to, do you want to play it? Come and play it. So I said, okay, I'll, def- I'll come sit down and play it. And um, I, was, I was genuinely very, very surprised. It's actually, I mean, the, the biggest problem I can see with it now, and I think these are the problems with the Dead Island game as well, is that there was no, there's no grand context to any of them. All you do is menial task, menial task. So again, the demo they showed me was menial task. If it's just that times 200, rubbish, boring, you know, within a few hours. But if they do manage to carve something out there that's interesting and kind of dangles that carrot, it's just... It's, it's, just, it's, just the, it's the atmosphere. Yeah. It was ten. I played about a twenty-five minute demo, and literally from the moment you start to the moment it finishes, the context. Oh, the context word, but the, the the theme of the game is a zombie will kill you unless you are on alert or the whole time. So it, I mean, it looks really good. I played on Xbox One. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. It's a really good looking game. And I think you know Dead Island. They weren't bad looking games. I think they, the tech line know what they're doing with tech. Surprisingly, yeah. um, and just the way that it makes you. You always have to be quick. You can climb pretty much yeah, everything. Yeah, there's a lot of parkour involved, right? Like, well, that's the thing, you I've can slide everywhere, and the, the world is o- completely open. So, like, no matter what you see, there's no, no invisible walls, there's not, as you hate burns, a wall that you just can't climb up for no reason. You, I do hate that, I know, but you can climb anything. <laughs> you can climb up anything as long as it's within the realism of the world. And because of that, when you're getting chased down, because at one point I was getting chased down the street by, I turned around, there must have been 250 zombies, if not more. I mean, there was... You said a, 200 earlier. Well, but, we've added 50 my zombies. My point was, there were so many, and I was like, Shit! <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what am I going to do? So I ran. I kind of hurled off this um, 
I don't even call it, a ledge, I guess, and then rolled and slid under this thing, and then all the zombies came, and obviously they're zombies, they're stupid, they just ran into the ledge that I just slid under, so that kind of bought me some time, and I got away, and I was like, it's really fun, like, it was really fun. Raz, you made a good point, and it's true, the, the combat still feels weightless, which is a problem, but the stuff you can do is more ridiculous than it was in Dead Islands. When you chop a guy up, you really, really chop him up. There's still more they have to do, because it controls not well. You know, Techlander <laughs> Studio. Well yeah, yeah. Techlander Studio, I feel like, I, I don't have a lot of time for Techland still, I must be honest, but I think it's just because they're a studio who need to mature. And in more ways than one, no, I, think, I, I think that, that a lot of the stuff that came about due to Dead Island, like a lot of the controversy that came out just because of things they left in the code. Them, it's yeah. like, guys, you're dicks. Like, yeah. you just need to grow up a little bit. But also, it's not just that. I mean, I think that's important, but it's not as important as the fact that just they haven't, they lack finesse. They've got ideas. I totally but agree with that. I yeah, kind of yeah. felt like Dead Island felt like an iPhone game in the same way that, you know, you've got like, old oh, zombie killer iPhone game. And it's like, oh, it's got RPG elements. It had all the pieces, but it had no art. No, I there agree. Was no and skill. That's, and there was no hook to it either no. like as soon as you'd smashed a few zombies in the face you're like oh my gosh that is actually the game yeah. which is enough this I can't say there's more to this or not I just know what they have then, built is very the impressive the thing is like the technical one of those studios moment. you have like the two sides to them right so like some of the Call of Fire stuff has been fucking dog shit the original Call of Fire some of it good. has been great Gunslinger is really good yeah like and so there's, good there are people no. there who are good mm. and I just hope that they get more influence and the people who are just churning out stuff well, get less maybe it's Warner Brothers helping because I mean you can see from all of Warner Brothers' stuff today I didn't get to see Mad Max I am going back tomorrow to see Mad Max that Warner Brothers are taking themselves very seriously like they don't want any crap on their books. Like the Batman, like I said, the, the handheld game, good. Origins, good. Dead, um, Dead Island. Dying Light. A Dying Light, potentially good. Mad Max, I was unsure about at E3. But again, I'm, I'm perfectly willing to have my mind mm. changed. So I genuinely think that they aren't going to let anything come out that doesn't sort of live up to their new, really quite high bar expectation. Even Lego Marvel, uh, Lego Marvel, Lev, Lego Marvel, <laughs> I go, say that with a mouthful of food, is... I don't like Lego games, but they're still trying to iterate and yeah. make it more interesting. So, you know, nothing can just go out the door unless it's a film license, I suppose. I kind of feel like the Lego Marvel thing is pretty daft, though. I think, I think we like, kind of hit the sweet spot with, like, hey, look, you can be Superman and Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like everyday punters, i.e. me, in this case, because I'm not a big comic book fan. Yeah. Literally, if you say, oh, all the Marvel characters, I'm like, how many are there? <laughs> I, 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 think, I think I know that four. Like, yeah. And they're like, it, it contains over 50 Marvel characters. I'm like, are oh, 50? Well, like, I don't like the Lego games, but I do like the fact that they will always try. And that's a silly yeah. thing to say, but they could, those games sell so much, they could just say, I was knocked over a bottle, that's why I went quiet just then. <laughs> they could just say, I'll just release it with Marvel characters, and that will be the selling point. But they are always different. Like, yeah, Star Clone Wars, mm -hmm. Star Wars 2 Lego City, whatever it's called, <laughs> was an RTS game. No one knows that. It had RTS yeah. sections in it. Yeah. And it was like, I hated it. <laughs> but, at least, but at least you tried. But at least you, you didn't just like shit out another Lego game. Teacher, yeah, 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 it's true. You've done a shit job, but at least you tried. Yeah, exactly. I would like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to get drawn back into the Lego games. I just feel like I've, I've, I have played that game. To be honest, a lot I times. felt like that. And it's but, become, yeah. I stopped buying them because I like the franchise that it's part of, rather than that I think it's going to be. I a used good to game. get them to review a lot, and I always used to every time somebody handed me one of those games and review this, I go, "Oh, fuck off! Yeah. Another, another Lego game." And I sit down and have great fun. Yeah. And it's like I wouldn't buy them, but every time. I play one I have a great time so yeah, they're, they're, yeah. I, I get them they're just not for me they're not for me yeah I kind of like mindless stuff every now and then yeah, yeah games it I play are often quite game. it's mental cerebral so yeah, I, like, yeah. I like to just switch off at all capacities yeah. one button combo so you can switch off if you uh, well, I don't know because I haven't actually played it, but presumably you can switch everything off for Infamous Second Son, which oh, beautiful segue. In terms of radio too. In terms of its looks, is very very impressive. 
but in terms of its gameplay, they're showing the same thing. They're showing the same thing that they've been showing for months and months. It's like, oh, you can go into a drain and come out of the drain. And I was like, okay. Like uh, a turtle. Good. Yeah. <laughs> is there, a, like like is there a big like a rat turtle. with pizza? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Half, a Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah, one. Okay, okay. Oh, teenage Halfway Mutant the... Ninja Teenager. <laughs> <laughs> but halfway through the presentation, they were like, now we're going to show you a short video about the uh, about how the jewel shop has helped us make this game. And I was like, excuse me, this game is out, is. like, February? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Just... you don't have time to talk to me about Dead Zones on Pad. Show me how the game works. So like, on that note, nah. we've all played Xbox One here, right? Uh, there is no, no Dead Zone. There's no Dead Zone on that controller. I've never played it. It's good for FIFA and it's very good for COD. But every game I play, I always go, even the most minute touch, it's incredible. It's a very, very good controller. I really want to play on one. I really want to play one on E3. We'll throw you one tomorrow somehow. I don't know how. Just kind of And you can play. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. I want to play, actually, I want to play Titanfall. I might go in and throw one. We need to say this. We are playing Titanfall tomorrow, but by all accounts, by stuff that we hear and things that people say to us, Titanfall is. This ain't no shit, boy. Yeah. This yeah. is the real deal. Apparently, not only like the best game here, but in its own right, a genuinely very special something, which is yeah, interesting. At uh, nine That's his kind of problem. Okay. Bitte. Ah, oh, you, you had to get some German in there. Now, now we look terrible. They're closing at nine. That's 15 minutes. Sorry, we just, that was just me ordering three more beers. <laughs> I've gone quiet for ages. I was trying to do that without disrupting the podcast. But then she had to come over and talk in just, German. I just thought as well, <laughs> as we're doing a podcast every day, we're doing a podcast every day. Yes, that's correct. Yes. I need to say, and I'm going to call everyone out that does this, in the 2K NBA demo today, <laughs> Um, I mean, nothing interesting came out of it, I'm not going to lie, but, <laughs> well, I, know, but I thought it was going to be the Xbox One or PS4 version, So, because that is completely different if you're interested in the NBA 2K games. They, the the, the XGN ones, they haven't said a lot about it, it's massively different, it's oh, not right. the same game, so I was like, oh, it may, because they're quite good, those games. The demo started off with a guy saying, I'd like to introduce you to Brian, he'll be driving the demo today. <laughs> Don't <that>? do it. <laughs> Don't, no one drives nothing, you play it. So if anyone does that, I'm calling them out on this podcast. So 2K NBA guys, bad. I just love the idea of you immediately in. standing up and going, fuck you, Brian! <laughs> <laughs> you ain't driving shit! <laughs> it makes you me You ain't driving fucking shit! But I, like, I liked You're it playing because a video they, they answered every question I asked like well, like normal people, but it, it doesn't matter because they'd already killed themselves by saying that. <laughs> that Don't drive bad. games. That Incredible. Unless uh, it's a driving three, game. Sorry, yes, yeah. that's true. Three? Just three, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, that's fine. So. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was German there, Matt. That was a bit of German. Well done. Thank you very much. I studied German for three years. I don't remember any of it. How bad is that? I don't really have an A level in German. I've only got a D in it, which is why I'm not very good at it. Anyway, we're going off topic. Um, <laughs> so yeah, to we're, we are going to play Titanfall tomorrow. Um, I yes. really want to play it. I, I literally might just go around and just, just basically harass I think maybe them. we should all try and play it. And then we can I talk want about to play it. it. Just if, yeah. we all, if we all things. try and get it at the same time, they can't stop all of us. That's, that's One of us will get through, yeah. like Gladiators. It'll probably be you, Simon. <laughs> well, maybe. maybe. Okay, I will cycle bad, back, yeah. actually. I just want to quickly say about The Witch 3. What impressed me the most was the fact that it does this wonderful little rich RPG thing of feeling like everything has been individually crafted, which is something that I thought Skyrim 
completely failed to do in the fact that you're just like, oh, I've been in this cave. Did you get your cave designed by the same dungeon designer that I did? Yes, I did, Terence. <laughs> yes, it's lovely, isn't it? Have you Terrence. seen this shortcut? He's done a great job on these levers. I've got those levers too. Uh, whereas this had that, but then in between, he's like riding around in a fucking horse through woods. And you can see there's like a massive bit of lakes and seas, and you're like, you can sail boats yeah. on that, and there's a massive hill with trees and sailing boats is very And cool. it's like, you can, it basically, it becomes very clear that it's like anything you can see, you can get to. And it looks you know amazing. I think Dan did that to an extent. Like, it was quite no, impressive. But when with, you like, got there, the, mountains and the problem like, with Skyrim was, right, I love Skyrim. I had a great time in Skyrim. It's a beautiful game and it's lovely. But you get to a stage where you've seen maybe a third of the map, big fucking game. You've seen all the game. And you yeah. realise that you're not going to see anything new. And also, depressingly, you realise that after you've done about 30 quests, only one of them has been memorable. I cannot, if, you, if I ask somebody, name me the plot. It's the yeah. 20 it's quests the in Skyrim. Every time, isn't Oblivion, it? Oblivion, Oblivion had better quests. Yeah. I'll talk my head of the vampire Morrowind one. The one ones. when you get, the, the one you go into painting the was amazing. The quest in Oblivion is one of the best quests. I'd say it's the best quest I've any yeah. RPG. Yeah, but the problem is they only had a couple. Like, and in between, it's filler. Yeah, and, it, and that's the cost of a big world where I know these guys. They won't do that, yeah. and they'll they'll be mental not to do that because they'll they. I just feel like the sort of people who will not cut corners. On it. Well, I mean, I'm excited about it. I think it looks amazing. It's exactly the kind of games I want. But when's it coming out? Do we know? No, it's not end of next year. It can't come out the same time as Dragon Age Three Inquisition. You, but I think they like are. Said. They are making yeah. an effort. I think, I think they will. I think no, no. They've got to be separated. I think they are making an effort to make sure that if you've not played it before, that you'll just get on with it. Uh, and the way that they got the stories about these bloody wraiths coming from nowhere and just burning villages to the ground. So you've got a new angle that isn't like, because the problem with The Witch 2 is it starts off and it's like. I think it's a. T I still stand by it. I'm still slowly crawling my way through it. It's, it's different. A the intro, style, yeah. yeah, the intro is very intimidating. That, it's a lot of work. Yeah. The Witcher 3, it seems like they have gone, let's do a new story. Well, it, well it's a new story and it's an old story because that, that is Geralt's original kind of thing that him, uh, like, going after the wild hunt and where there is his original storyline. They just kind of went. It comes uh, to sideways a little bit in which you too. Yeah, wow. But yeah, no, it works. I don't think you... <laughs> that was that was so immature. Yeah, it was, was so a little bit. Yeah. Excuse me, we just listened to a guy play Under the Sea <laughs> on bloody commando drums. What was the crab's name? <laughs> Um, Sebastian. Thank you very much. Right, Chris, keep talking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, why should we need to know that? <laughs> because my brain literally said, Simon, we don't know the name of the crab from Little Simon, Mermaid. Simon, yeah, we, we have a situation. <laughs> we have a situation. As in, your brain and you are separate. Yeah, like Carl Pilkinson <laughs> theories. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But no, it's, it's what I think what impresses me most about it is just also just the fact that they have the combat looks a lot sharper. One of the things I really like about it, right, really simple, and then I'm done with it, is the fact that like it used to be that you'd have magic points and they'd be on this bar and you'd accidentally press it and you cast a fireball and you'd go, oh god, I've, I've only got two of them in this fight, and then you'd probably die because you'd use one of your magic yeah. spells and you missed it. They've made it now so the fire is almost like a flamethrower that comes out your hand and it means it's like you hold it down. Like and a gauge. Like, oh. That's cool. And it, it just looks awesome. It looks like it's a well, I think like we can probably safely time. say that that wins I, today. I'm glad. Because no one's spoken as impassionately about anything else as you have. Uh, yeah, so. I think, I mean, because Chris was banging on about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad that the other people are agreeing with that because it was. It was but I think worried. Titanfall may well be the game of the show and we're going to have to check I, it out. I still do think, and Titanfall may be the acceptance, that Arkham Origins is as good as any next gen game. If you like those games. <laughs> if you don't like them, you won't like it. It's not like it changes the formula I don't at know. All. I felt like uh, Arkham Asylum was one of the best games I'd ever played. It mm. felt like Arkham City didn't feel like... Um, a lot of people say this. It I, just felt a bit thin. Yeah, it I, was actually agreed. done really well, but... Yeah, I, I well fall enough. on the other side because I enjoyed the open city kind of a thing, but a lot yeah. of people say that, which I get, I do get. 
I think they did a really good job of ensuring that all the collectible stuff was really different. Like the Riddler trophies, they added all these different types oh, of puzzles. Oh, the Riddler trophies. I thought that was really nice, but I still felt like it was a bit thin. No, I well, get yeah, it. I do think it would be stretched everything out, didn't they? Because they had, it's like, all the fan service they could put into one game, and so it does stretch thin. But, but some of the surprises were awesome. I love there was a, a bit with a Mad Hatter where suddenly I was just like, what the fuck yeah, exactly. is going on? Well, I, asked the, I asked the dude about it today in Origins, and he said, yeah, you know, we're not stupid. So it's yeah. always going to be those kinds of <laughs> And the amount of enemies they put in there. That was it literally his answer. Yeah, we're not stupid. Well, my question was, are you stupid? Well, yeah, I'm not stupid. <laughs> but the amount of enemies they've right. got in there, and if you're like really into your Batman kind of lore and fan service and stuff, there's so much they can do with any of them. And you know, if you only kind of get Batman, you'll enjoy it. And if you really get Batman, I think you'll, you'll have a field day with it. I just think there was, I think the reason I'm so impressed is there was such a worry that because they're giving it to a studio that A, didn't really exist before this game, yeah. more importantly, isn't Rocksteady, that oh, they're going to ruin it. They just haven't. I chatted the creator director who I chatted to today, he just, he just gets Batman so damn well like yeah. I kind of love him a little bit but you know, <laughs> speaking about Batman do you know what I'd like to see I'd like to see in the games they, they touch upon this so uh, something a bit more about his like the fact he's got mental illness they like, it's funny it's literally what we were talking about because he said our big thing now is we don't we can't be patronising with Batman because it's an origin story mm. and say oh this is Batman he was a cape he's like come on we all know Batman he said but a lot of people don't actually understand his route to the cape I think he called it so, so they do touch upon the kind of the, the hardship that he has. And also, the cool thing as well is when they start, like year one, the comic, him and his captain, James Gordon, and this, they hate each other. That's awesome. That's cool, because you get to see that relationship flourish <laughs> I and reckon stuff. my biggest problem with uh, Arkham City, actually, and this is just thematic, I didn't like the way they went into... Because the problem I have with Batman overall is that there are two sides <laughs> to Batman. You've got the, all the stuff that's grounded and stuff that's based on mental illness and based on people just being fucked up. And yeah. then you've also got, like, magic. And the whole, like, oh, I'm in the Lazarus pits. It's yeah. like, yeah, I don't and in Arkham City, those right, there's the big moment that out for me in Arkham City is when um, he goes down there and he gets in past the robots and he, he gets hit by something, I don't know what it is, and he has this dream <laughs> where he sees his parents and they kind of walk away from him and he's trying to get them and then you're like, oh, that's actually, for a game that's about a man in a bat suit, it's like, oh, that's actually That's quite... why Batman's so good as well, though, and, as a But character. then, suddenly, we're flying around in the Lazarus pit, you're like, yeah. but that, But that, that, I think that brings <laughs> it back all right down to comic books, because yeah, sometimes know, comic but... books go, we've run out of stories, <laughs> Lazarus pit, and you Alternate go... Alternate universe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But that's what I mean. I think if I was a proper Batman fan, a comic book fan, I think I'd be like, yeah, can we just forget that ever happened? Yeah, I agree. In the same way that, like, with Superman, you'd be like, can we forget about when we killed him and replaced him with four <laughs> other Supermen? Like, it's like, you know, it happened, fair <laughs> enough. Do that. It happened. But maybe when you get to the point where you are, like, using the medium and using the stories again, you might just go, fuck off, we're not like, using just, that. Just like, that's not canon. Always remember that Batman has an enemy called Man Bats. And an enemy called yeah. Calendar Man. Like man Spider. Oh, That's all you need to know. Yeah, the I found that out quite not, recently. Yeah, man yeah. Calendar Man. Advent Calendar Man. <laughs> he was the worst. Man is every day, he fed him a different kind of chocolate, <laughs> but they all tasted the same. Someone just oh, taken yeah, an idea, Matt. He exists chocolate. now. Oh. But yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I'm very... Very, very excited about it because, much like the films, if they release another game that's that good, it'll be a trilogy that, you know, if you're a Batman fan, don't forget before this, you had Rise of Tinsu or whatever it's called, and that was yeah, a shit of shame Side scrolling, yeah, it was beam amazing. up, yeah, it was true. amazing. True. You don't know because you, were, you weren't even born, your yeah, parents weren't even married. For the record, he's, he's pointing at me and Yeah, great, he's not just breaking <laughs> someone, it was like you were breaking someone on the street, like more parts. Oh, you, you weren't even born. You so. the drinks. Let's have an argument about Batman. <laughs> 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 fucking clue. You fucking fetus. I thought today was really good. Everything I saw was 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 good. I can't. That, that never happens at conventions. Yeah, I, mean, I, 
I had a terrible day, bro. Well, we had a terrible day tech-wise, but it, it got better. Yeah, we had a terrible day tech-wise because our camera stopped working, but we, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're still in a video. We're a bit behind. Everything's kind of fucked, but you know what? We're doing our best. And actually, that brings us on to our final, final section of the podcast, which is, of course, day two of Gamescom. Bratz first. What's Bratz? I'd love it. What's when you Chris said that. Bratz? German herd. I mean, that is insulting. <laughs> and I go, yeah, it is, but it's an awesome pun. Yeah. Get your passport Wait, out, Chris. Chris, Chris get your passport out. See, they, see. They don't understand. Okay. Uh, what, is, what is Bratz's worst point? Well, this was a weird one uh, when I was walking around at the very end of uh, Gamescom. I was kind of. Uh, patrolling the the business area just because there's, there's so many. Brat's got part-time <laughs> job. Yeah. Yeah. Right he thinks he's Batman. <laughs> Bratman. Bratman. Oh man, Aww. you do not know how long I've tried to make people say that. Um, and there's just <laughs> like a, a lot of stands that like first time at Gamescom. There's a lot of business people there. A lot of people wearing suits, drinking drinks, and I don't really look like they know an awful lot about games. Perhaps maybe that was me making an assumption. But there's a stand called the um, the UK tech industry stand, something like that, and it's kind of advertising the UK as this kind of... Uh, it sounds like a good thing. Vibrant. It is, it is. Okay, oh, yeah, right, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, you know, it's like kind of, look how good Britain is. For, <laughs> Did you get beaten for, up for behind it or something? No, it was, just, it was just the posters that they had like littered around. It wasn't just around their stand, but around that floor of the business area. Advertising Britain, and like it was, it was in a really strange way. I, we're in Germany, we're in a convention centre that's like, has a very, very popular gaming event in Germany, and there was posters saying, like, um, Great Britain, in the last 70 years, look how many Nobel Prizes we've had. And then there was another one that was like, yeah, last year, all these awards, check them out. And it was... All aboard the show, like, right? What, who are we trying to convert here? Like, this is just very, very strange. <laughs> we're in do. Germany. We're Great Britain. Careless whispers cost lives. Yeah. And it, it just adds to it a whole lot of things. I think that time is over now. So. Yeah. I, I think it, we've done that. If you I'm walk not down sure. that street there, there's a poster for a Beatles tribute band. And everyone speaks amazing English. And I, I don't know. I feel like I was trying Would to... Would you have preferred to have it for Germany? Saying, actually, Germany's yeah. better. Yeah, well, they, that's their right. It is. It's their conference centre. We can't steal it. And it was just very bizarre. And I just We found... can't steal Germany? No. Well, so that's fair enough. Personally, yeah. I find it a bit depressing coming to these things and seeing... It's basically like the business side of things and all the business meeting areas are just 50-year-old men in suits eyeing up their hot secretaries yeah. they brought. And you realise, when people say, oh, there's no glass ceiling, we haven't got it all right, you look at the business world and you go, no, mm. these guys actually do need to disappear before we can actually <laughs> progress as a society because they're just cunts. Yeah. Anyway, on that note... There we go. Wow. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Can we keep that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't fine. see why we it's can't fine. keep that. Brilliant! What, podcast, what gaming dog. podcasts don't end on political points? <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> Precisely. If you can't call businessmen cunts, then it's not England. It's not. It's Germany. That's my oh, whole point. God. Oh, I've forgotten I'm the done. point. I'm out <laughs> Steve, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. See you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>